Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Ramsey with the Empire Life Podcast. We are Empire Life Conscious Tech Company, and we help entrepreneurs and influencers launch their online empires. And today we are with Jessica Yarbrough, and she is the founder of CEO Babe and a business consultant. And we'll be interviewing her about what that's like to have her online empire. She leads her clients through absolutely amazing transformations and manifestations of exactly what they need and want and desire in their business. And I'll hand it over to her to intro herself a little bit more. Awesome. Thanks, Allison, for having me. Um, like Allison said, I am a business consultant. I primarily work with ambitious women and help them build their strategy, their rock star brands, um, their following, and close sales through multiple streams of income. Perfect. I love it. And what? let's dive right in. So I know you're also a mom. You yes. run a super successful business, six-figure business. Like you, you are so inspirational to so many of us. And thank you. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you for what you do and continuing to spread your light. And I want to dive right in in some areas that you feel like have been a huge point of growth for you and how you overcame those, because I'm sure that a lot of people listening have gone through or they will go through everything that you're about to share. Yeah, um, a couple different places. I mean, when I was starting my business, I, um, I had taken a four-year hiatus away from the business world and you know, was teaching yoga, so I didn't have any money or any contacts. And I think a big sticking point was, one, I wasn't charging enough money. And then the other point at the same time was that um, no one really knew who I was. And so I feel like a lot of people, especially they're trying to get to that first five figures, um, it can be quite challenging, especially if they're still billing hourly or, you know, charging 50, 75, even hundred dollars an hour, because then you need volume. Um, and they have to push up against their own beliefs around money. And then they have to figure out how to get in front of the right people. So that people see, you know, see that they're out there and hire them as their coach, as their service provider. I love that. I had that, that actually brought me to another question. I had someone on the phone today. I had a lot of connection calls and I know like client calls. Someone said to me, I'm not quite ready to monetize. And it really caught me off guard. <laughs> I was like, what? Everybody needs to monetize, yeah. right? But monetize this word seems to have a negative connotation to a lot of people in the personal development world mm -hmm. or that they feel, I also feel like I'm really spiritual and I'm super personal development junkie and monetize doesn't scare me. Right. So like I, I've really stepped into that. What, what will be your advice or how will you work? Have you ever heard that and how will you work through that with a client? There's a lot of limiting beliefs around money in the spiritual world. Um, and I think it stems back from even, you know, certain religions, right? Where we think that to be poor is to be more holy, right? So even if you're not religious, maybe you still associate that with the way that you were raised, right? Maybe you're more spiritual. Um, but there's a lot of broke healers that we know and broke business coaches, broke life coaches, because they have that um, broken mindset, right? Around, I, you know, I just want to serve a bunch of people. But the bottom line is, is if you can't pay your bills, you can't serve anyone. And so it's funny you say they don't want to monetize because one of the, one of the taglines I use is monetize your magic. And so absolutely, there's, it's it's not one or the other. It's not I can either help people or make money. 
you know, you can do both. You can use your gifts, you can transform their lives, and you can be paid well for it. And I think that um, one of the big things when people come to me, um, I tell them is like, it doesn't mean that you're not gonna still help people, but the more uh, access to you they have, the greater they're gonna pay. So you can still put out your free live streams, you can do your podcast, you can have your free gifts. Um, I give so much value away. And then there's price points where people can get greater access to my teachings for you know the low ticket, couple hundred bucks, workshops that I run like this one on Friday. Um, and then there's group programs and then there's high programs, high ticket programs. So you need to have a value ladder and you need to understand that you only have so many hours and your time is very precious. And for those people that are looking for a long-term transformation, they're going to pay you the higher end and you need to value that time. You need to be very, you know, hold your time as being very sacred. And at the same token, not everybody can work with you on that level. And that's why you're still gonna be of service with your content, with your mini programs, with your workshops and whatnot. Amen. I, that is so well said. So well said. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> I completely- It's I say it a lot. <laughs> to tell people, you know. I completely agree. I completely agree. And this is an epidemic right now. I feel like this is, this is a huge block that a lot of people are going through. And, and what are some other areas uh, of growth? You, I think you said one or two, or what's yeah. another point, point that you feel like you went through? Oh man, I, this is a tough one to talk about, but you know, when you get success, it's going to happen. Um, people ripping you off, whether that's your, you know, your content, um, taking your materials, repurposing it as their own, um, clients taking stuff, um, other people uh, over-promising and under-delivering. Maybe, you know, you get taken for a ride because someone offers to do something for you, you hire them, and then they disappear and keep your money. And this is common, right? We, we see this in, in the industry. People say, oh my gosh, I paid someone five grand. They were supposed to do this thing for me, this project, and then they disappeared. They took my money and run. So that's another, I think, growth point for everyone is going to be one, you know, how do you deal with people blatantly stealing your stuff and selling it as their own or just grabbing your content and using it as their own? And then um, contractors who are supposed to provide a service and fail to provide it and keep your money, you know, and I've had this happen a couple times and sometimes I got my money back and sometimes I didn't. And it's always so hard, especially I think as a, you know, someone who is spiritual and conscious and who integrity is such a fundamental um, pillar of who I am that it just makes you question, you know, why can't people just do the right thing? And it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to like navigate this online world and to come up against these edges, personal edges, as you meet people who aren't of the same uh, values. Right. Mm, amen. Yes. I've, I have had all of those yeah. myself. It really, I was on a, I was on an earlier call about collaborating with a, a new, a newbie. She's an, a newbie inter, entrepreneur this morning. And that was, that was something that came up in the growth, this growth edge of it's, it 
hurts. I, I was explaining to her, it hurts the most the first time. There's some kind of song about that. I think Cheryl Crow <laughs> sang that when I was a teenager. <laughs> the first cut is the deepest. Yeah. That's been my kind of my philosophy on, okay, that happened. And oh my gosh, that was so painful. And it may even knock you down for a whole day. You might be out of commission for a few hours or a whole day. And being present with that, or for me, like being this is okay for me to have this feeling. This is so painful. This is okay for me to not even know what I need to do next. The, the next time it happens, I'm like, boom, 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 bam. Like I know how to handle the situation right. because of the experiencing that struggle or moving through that struggle and having my support around me to ask mm -hmm. because you can never predict. I, I feel you're stepping into the unknown every time yes. you do that. Every single day, every hour in a way, we're mm -hmm. stepping into the unknown. And there's no way we could have predicted what, what might happen and not to be too hard on ourselves, not to realize that it, we need to quit right. also in that moment. And, and also letting go of that, that resentment and right. hatred or anger for this person wasn't in their integrity. I really wish they had been, though, thank you. In the times that, that anything's happened to me like that, I'm like, thank you for showing me that I had a, I had a weakness right there or a yeah. pain point in a way, or like you said, the growth edge that I maybe wasn't even aware of. And if they hadn't brought that up, I hadn't had that experience. I wouldn't be as strong or as well off as I am now. Yes, absolutely. I think for me this year, it was really, especially towards the end of the year, I was like, okay, uh, discernment was that, that one key that I, that I practice more in terms of, <clears throat> partnerships, who I hire, you know, really dropping in and making sure that it is someone that I feel is of the same values and is a high integrity. And it's also why I'm very, very mindful of anyone that I refer um, out. So I only refer out to people I've actually worked with rather than, you know, just anyone like a, a fellow Facebook friend. And um, I think that you're, when your reputation is on the line, you know, it's a good practice to only have referral partners that you know are of integrity. You know, like I would refer my branding person, I would refer uh, my copywriter, you know, because these are people that I've actually worked with, but to just refer your friend because they're starting their business and they need help is a no-no, um, because that was one of the incidents that happened uh, to me last year. So, okay. not me personally, it you know, I grabbed- Right, it's, it's um. You figure because they're your friend, it's like sometimes I remember I had a roommate in college and it was not good as roommates, but we were good friends. Yeah. So sometimes it's, it can be a very different kind of relationship to have that actually their client. I, I completely agree with yeah. you on that. And, and I, I wanted to, to also hop in or dive in. With leading the CEO babe, like the amazing Facebook group that I love everything that you post. I love your email marketing. You do give away so much valuable content, everything you do. I'm, I'm always reading your emails and following you and the Facebook group. So I wanted to bring up like something that I've been seeing in the female business world or in the female world in general with the online business. How do you reframe if you come across somebody, and I'm sure, I know we talked offline about this, how do you reframe if they see you as a competition 
though in your value, you're seeing this collaboration and like, oh my gosh, how can we collaborate? I would love to get to know this person more. I want to see what they're doing. You're coming from this energy and they're coming from a different kind of energy. How do you reframe that when they kind of like maybe block you from something or they may not uh, include you or be inclusive when you're not coming from that kind of energy? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're just coming from a place of scarcity, really, uh, because there is plenty of room, you know, in the space of whether it's done for you services or coaching or consulting, there's plenty of opportunity, really endless opportunity. So I feel like when that happens, it just shows you an insight into their character and maybe a core wound that they have that they're, you know, their fear of not being enough. And sometimes you see this with meditation or not meditation, manifestation um, <laughs> coaches in particular or mindset coaches that you'll see this, um, this edge for them as well. And so, you know, all you can keep doing is showing up and serving and giving value and the right people are going to come and they're going to become clients they're going to become your biggest fans your biggest cheerleaders because they're going to see that um, you're here in support of collaborating and working with everyone and that everyone has a chance to be successful it doesn't have to be at the expense of someone else I love that is is there something in particular that you kind of talk yourself through like what you tell yourself in that like okay it's not my person or I'm, I'm yeah. gonna I know that my tribe is already here like what are some some things or affirmation or ways that you talk yourself through that? Well, I, if, if it happens to me, I'll, I'll just say, you know, okay, obviously this isn't the right fit. There's something that's not aligned energetically. There's no synergy between us, you know, and I'll kind of table it. But what's interesting um, is sometimes they circle back to you. And so, you know, just keep an open mind, open heart, and let them go their way, and you go your way, and you guys might come together in the future, because we don't really know what's happening in someone's world based on their Facebook newsfeed or their Instagram newsfeed. So you never know um, who's going to circle back. Um, I know I've had people join my programs that are very successful, but they wanted um, a different perspective, right? So it's not always just... Uh, people who don't know as much as you that are joining sometimes just like this challenge that I'm going to join, like we're already on the same income level, like I was telling you about, but I thought, Hey, this would be fine. Let me join her challenge because I'm always looking to up level and experience other people's way of doing things. Cause I might learn something. And I, I posted this recently. I was like, drop your ego so that you can actually learn something new. Because if you think that you've got it all figured out, you're not growing, you're not going, you're not growing and you're not going to become more successful. Amen. I love that. So true. <laughs> so true. And like we were talking about too, just as they may have a different perspective, they might have what I've seen in the tech world and being a, a tech founder, someone else might have a different ideal client than me. Right. They may work with different businesses, though we do something similar. Right. We, we're not even really meshing or in alignment with the same people. Yes, exactly. So, therefore, there is no real competition because how you do things is always going to be very unique and, and true to you and your brand and your visibility. And I, I wanted to also hop into, like, if you were to launch a new company tomorrow, like, what have you learned that you will do differently with what you've done with CEO Babe, like, you, how you will scale much faster, like the top three tips for those listening that are launching? 
definitely start with a high ticket model. You know, okay. um, I, I waited a little bit of time to do that, a high ticket model. So you're selling, you know, at least $3,000 to $5,000 or getting on a, mon a monthly retainer of $1,500 or $2,000 if you've done done for you services. So you have that uh, guaranteed income coming in. You're not in scarcity mode, right? Because you're making, you're able to pay your bills. That would be the first one. The second one would be really around um, getting crystal clear on who you're serving. And the way that I would do that is a lot of research. So twofold, you know, use Google, but also get on the phone with people and actually have conversations. Because I feel like we assume a lot or we find someone that we kind of like, so we start copying them right? You're like, oh, I'm just going to kind of embody that, but it doesn't stick. So you need to find out what's true for you because from that, your, your authentic messaging will come and you'll start to reach the right people. And then the third one is around visibility, like get visible, put out your content, you know, um, test different platforms. So go live on Facebook, you know, go live on Instagram, do your Instagram stories, do your Facebook stories, uh, get active on LinkedIn. You don't know until you really put yourself out there. And uh, I think a lot of people are so held back by fear in terms of being found out or failing or, you know, feeling like an imposter or coming off as salesy that they don't promote themselves enough to ever become an actual authority. And so um, I did a live stream uh, yesterday about this because someone had commented um, on a friend's post, why, why do you think some coaches fail? And she said, because they're selling too much. And I totally mm -hmm. was like, I commented back and I was like, not true at all. I said, they're not selling enough. And uh, if you think it's enough to just sit back and imagine clients coming to you and that you're going to be very successful, that's not the way it works. And I pointed out Tony Robbins and, you know, some of the top personal development and business people and how they show up on a consistent basis. They deliver value and they absolutely sell. So you, that's the visibility and sales piece. They do. I, I completely agree. And having that percentage of no's and yeses that you're always going to get a lot of no's and that's okay. And that doesn't mean like we send out about 50 messages a few times a week, our DMS and maybe one in those 50 will say something like, Oh my gosh, you're selling me. And that's, and we're not, we're not selling at all. We're offering time to hop on the phone with them to get to know them more. Right. So, and of course, if something comes up in the call, then yes, maybe they could, they're going to be aligned. We're trying to right. see if it's a good fit. Everybody is always selling whether they realize it or not. Yes, exactly. I feel like people don't realize that even if they're on Facebook and they have a brand where they're posting funny videos on Facebook, mm -hmm. they're still selling, they're still their own brand. Exactly. And that's, that's a huge, I feel like a huge misconception in the online world that you think that you're not a brand, but you actually are a brand yeah. of some flavor and you actually right. are selling something. <laughs> you are. And, and to not be afraid of it because you have to put yourself out there. if You're going to stand out in this, uh, in the noise of this space. And if you're not doing it, there's 20 other people who are. And so your potential client will buy from them instead. And so just to keep showing up and move past your excuses and your perceived limitations and putting yourself out there so that you can build momentum so that you have people reaching out to you um, that are total strangers like hey I want to work with you even though I'm not even interested in the particular offer you're promoting right now it's a it's like a, a ripple effect the more that you put out there the more people are coming in in all different ways into your funnels 
That is so true. Yes, I, I love that. And before we hop off, is there anything else that you would like to share? I, I would also like to share how people get in touch with you and your recent program or any sales funnels. As yeah, well. you, yeah, join my Facebook group, um, the mm -hmm. CEO Babes. And then if you're interested in putting together your first high ticket offer, um, you can grab it in there or I can share the link with you to, it's a 13 page step-by-step -step guide with how to actually dial in who your person is, how to create an offer that entices them, uh, how to price it, everything. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool little guidebook. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you so much, Jessica. It was so fun, as always, chatting with you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs>